Hey guys, my name is Alex and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio. So, I hope you liked the last episode I did on Gundam Narrative with an old friend from the internet, Alan, who I wasn't kidding in my description of the podcast, if you read that. I met him once at a at a, what's called a quiet dance party in New York City years ago. And then we immediately proceeded to be fabulous friends on basically every form of social media available. I never actually saw each other in person again until last Saturday when we did that recording. So it was tons of fun to do that with him. I hope we can get it together and the stars align again. He can come back on to talk about something else or maybe even more, more Gundam. God knows there will always be more Gundam. Um, but if you haven't listened to that episode, I strongly encourage you to do so. You can go to the previous episode on the feed, and it's right there. It's a lot of fun. Also, thank you to everybody, especially who's been listening to the Ghost in the Shell live-action episode that I did with my cousin Danny. That is, I believe, the one below that in the feed, because... I realized that it probably just comes up as Ghost in the Shell in your like in like the general podcast feed. So if you haven't listened to that either, that's in there. That's a good time of me having to break down the universe of Ghost in the Shell to somebody who has like two episodes of standalone complex to go on. And just being like, okay, this is this is the deal with this dumpster fire of a movie. I'm so sorry I made you watch this, but I'm glad you did because it was it was a fun. That was also a fun one. But um this one, this time unfortunately it's just me. And what will be ta- what I'll be rambling about this episode or talking about this episode is a weird show, especially for this podcast that I haven't covered the original show that it Spun out from, and that it and that show is Sword Art Online Alternative Gun Gale Online. going to get a little complicated at first, but I promise you we'll, once we're done with dealing with the looming shadow, we'll get to the good stuff. It, uh, for anybody who hasn't heard of Sword Art Online, also known as FAO, oh, what, what's your life like? Honestly, what what is your life like? It must be beautiful. But for the rest of us, um, I'm just going to briefly say, Sword Online is a 
Lovecraft MMO isekai style thing that kicked off. I forget when the first short online was, but it's it's so it, it became this kind of much memed and much derided show, and it has like written itself in all sorts of insane corners, and then written itself back out. And the idea is that the main character of that show, Kirito, is just this masterful badass at um basically VR games for more for more or less. Later AR games in a movie that I'm not entirely sure if I covered now that I think about it out loud. But um <laughs> I might have. Check the feed for maybe a surprise. Um, but basically what this show, what this show is, is it, it, it got big enough, quick enough, where it was able to support, like, multiple seasons across multiple settings and multiple play style to the MMOs that it was about. So the first, the first play style is, like, a standard sword and shield MMO with like some magical powers but no but all the characters were more or less human the thir- the second MMO in the second season is um in what i consider at least to be the second season is like a high fantasy fairy based MMO where there's three rate with its I think five races, and you randomly get one, and you pick one of the races, and blah, 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 blah. We all know how MMO work, How MMOs work. And then the third season, or Sword Art Online 2, I think of it as the third season, but I'm a crazy person. I'm, I'm sure that lots of people are like, oh, that's the third season, right? No, that's Sword Art Online 2. We're in actualization now. I haven't watched much of that because my brain needs a break sometimes from that kind of thing. <laughs> but um, that took place in this MMO first-person shooter, and that and it, they like bended. They bended the like ruled even further in that to make it so Kirito could still use a sword, only he used a laser sword, and he's so badass he can block bullets. And I, it's just like at at some point the archetype of this incredible, unstoppable, badass self insert character gets obnoxious because if you're not into like that power fantasy and putting yourself into that power fantasy, it gets it gets obnoxious. And it it's just like you get tired of Kirito just being just the biggest, baddest motherfucker out there. Because I there's this it feels like you're watching a hot topic child. That makes any sense. It feels like you're watching somebody who like has an idea of what being a badass is, and nobody's told him otherwise. And then also there's the the harem element of it, which is just just bad. I I'm not I'm not someone to say that there are not good harem anime. There are certainly good harem anime, but. The harem elements of Sword Art Online are just bad. Like, I. A. Asuna is, like, a character who is a strong female character who they basically constantly cut the legs out from under so she can dote uh, all over Kirito. And they have this, like, spousal relationship. But there's no, just a lot of it is bad. Also, there's a lot of, like, a sister-fucking element that is not great. So, 
basically what I'm trying to say is that Sora Online has a lot of potential, but ends up being a mess constantly in a way that is that I will watch because I'm interested in like the ideas it's putting forward, but I have a hard time tolerating sometimes. And then comes a show called Sword Art Online Alternative Gun Gale Online that has nothing to do with the main cast of Sword Art Online. It's directed by a different person. It just takes place in as basically a side story in the same universe. And that's what I want to talk about because I find what I'm going to call Gun Gale Online to be really interesting. And it it has a very anime premise to start with, but where it takes that from there is a really, like, not, not realistic, but, um, what am I looking for? Really believable premise to it. And the, so, the, premise is this girl is, um, I forget the girl's name, um, but I'll be using, this girl who, her, her in-game character is named Len, um, is obsessed with the fact that she's too tall. She's, like, six feet tall or something. She's, she's tall, she's tall enough at the she's constantly tall enough, which she's constantly tall, like towering over other people, basically. And she has a real complex about it. If you want a great show about a complex about your height, go watch Lovely Com. I think it's called Lovely Complex. Um, that's a great show about like I'm freakishly tall, and my crush is, and the guy I have a crush on is freakishly short. What do I do? Um, but. She's always had a complex about it, and they play up her insecurity as this kind of, like, thing that really forces her into being an introvert, because she feels like she wants to be this, like, cute little girl, but she's just tall... She's a tall, really attractive woman, and it it bothered her, and that that's that's not out of the realm of possibility, but at least for like a Western sense of aesthetic beauty, that seems odd because you know supermodels are like tall, lanky, beautiful women the way Len is, but she had this like fanatic gamer friend and her fr her who's a girl who says like you might like the you, you might like um VR games and um so she basically she picks up a VR rig or uh, I forget uh, uh, it's not the nerve gear anymore because the nerve gear they make a point of saying the nerve gear was outlawed because it murders people <laughs> Like, nerve gear, all the nerve gears were outlawed and, for the most part, destroyed because they murder people. And so, Len try, goes out and gets one of these nerve gears. The thing I love about, specifically about Sword Art Online, is they never... Like they, and this is true of a lot of anime, but specifically Sword Art Online, I think, never like it's like what is is like how much does this thing cost? How much does this gaming console that like links your brain to the virtual world cost? Because that's gotta be at least three hundred bucks, right? And like, so it it just strikes me funny like this college student who lives in her own apartment in Tokyo, a freakishly expensive city, also has money to just, like, go and buy a, what I would assume, 
super expensive game console what puts you in the VR shooting games. And it's just, it's really, it's real. I just find it really weird and good. But, um, so she, she gets this, con she gets this console and her goal is to just find a game with her character model can be like a cute little girl. And so, um, if you watch, um, Jeff Sue on, uh, YouTube, you'll know that he has a, he's like made a career out of hating on Doran Online. And he, and he goes on a limb and says, um, that he likes Gun Gale, he likes all, so SAO Alternative Gun Gale because it does away with a lot of the narrative unrealistic bullshit that is a huge problem and a mental roadblock for him and for just about anybody if you pay attention to it um, that exists in like base Sword on Online. And it it um it what that means is that it gets rid of a lot of the just general issues with it and that is true for the most part in SEO Alternative Gun Gale. And um the only part that it doesn't get rid of is like some of the stupider in-game elements. Like specifically what I want to talk about is the So w whenever you get into an MMO free to play or otherwise, the first thing you do is you go to the character creator. In Gungale that's also the first thing that um Len does. Let me get her real name actually. Because I've got it I've got a thing up here. Um But she But you don't get to pick your own character, which drives me really bonkers because that's the first thing you freaking do in these things. And it just it's like what why, why, why couldn't, and I understand that this story wanted to be written, like, we need to get her to Gun Gale Online, we need to get this female character to a MMO about shooting people, about shooting other people and monsters up, and we want to make that believable, and as her character, and her character as written, would not go for that. But what they do is they say, you don't get to create your own character. A character is auto-created for you once you pick a class and a gender. It's like, boop! That... Yeah. That's just not how it works, yo! And... I, so, a uh, huge problem with... A huge problem with base level Sword on Online is that the they depend on everybody to know what the what the um what the rule what the basic rules of an MMO are. And then they just toss them out the window constantly. If you want a great example of like establish of like creating a world with definite video gamey rules and then following them strictly at all times in a way that makes the story better, just go watch Hor um Log Horizon, which is also about getting trapped in an MMO. But it's 
It's about what if there were also adults? <laughs> what if there? What if like we acknowledge that children aren't the only people playing these damn games? And what if like people acted with a degree of like agency and understanding about the fact that like oh no this is reality now and not we just play in a game that we can die in now um and log horizon does all of that whilst removing the factor of you being able to permanently die in a video game like the way log horizon does it is a little different but basically the more you die, the more memories get, like, cut out of you when you are revived at, like, the Temple of Healing or whatever, it, at, like, the Resurrection Shrine, I think is what they call it in Log Horizon. But, anyway, that's a so much better take on the same thing that, um, Sword Online is basically doing, so... That's why something like auto-creating characters for you that you can't get out of boils my blood so much because you don't you don't have to do that. But what that does is basically it like has this great comedic scene of where she keeps ending up as like either a taller than her character or like a big burly man or like an old dude or like a fat dude and it's I, you just see her like freak the fuck out in the machine and like freak out so hard that the machine is like nope we can't keep like your heart rate is too high we need to eject you from this sequence and then she gets the gun gale online and in gun gale online she her character generated as this little girl. And she's like, yes! I'm a little girl! This is awesome! And um, her real name is actually Karen. And she names herself Len because she thinks that's like a great girl name. And she... It's like, okay, what is this game actually about? Now that I've like achieved my goal, what is this game actually about? And then she gets dropped into, like, a RP, like, a, like, training simulation with just the hardest-ass asshole of a, like, drill sergeant lady who called her a cockroach, I think. And she, like, learns how to shoot and, like, learns all the basic parts of the game. And, and for what it's worse, Gungale online has at least an at least attempt to establish rules to how people are shooting and all that shit so it it at least it it sets up rule it sets up some coherent complete rules that it knows that it knows how to play with and knows how to use consistently all the way through and that's, that's a great thing, because it's like, okay, here are the mechanics of firing, and those will come into play later, and those, um, what are the characters missing? Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm looking at something, and I can't find characters, so I gotta find something else to find the character name, because I'm gonna need them soon. Um, um, but it it does a good job of establishing at least that set of rules. Later on, not much later on, it establishes a whole different set of rules um, that it straight up just doesn't follow because it's it's it, it. But in Gungale Online, because it's such a it's just it's just a one season show, it uses that to explain it it when it doesn't follow the rules it's for a story purpose that you can care about in the moment and you're not just like well that that that's not how that works stop it um um but it so that 
so those those rules are all revolve around shooting. And from there, we have we um. Hold on, this is the part we'll need. Um. Um. Character names for. Um, sort are online. Sort online alternative. Um, from there, we are introduced to the kind of general world, and then kind of freakishly quickly takes to player killing. <laughs> for lack of a better word. She, like, hangs out in this pink desert in an entirely pink costume with a pink gun and murders the shit out of passersby, basically. And she earns this title of, be of being called the Pink Devil. Now, that is... That eventually is... She's eventually found out by the character who becomes ultimately the main antagonist of the um of the show and give me a second I will find her name because her name is fucking important and I am having a moment. Um but she she's just and her design is the other thing I like about this show is that the designs are fundamentally different every time. There's there's no like Um, um, there's no, there is no, really no characters? What are you fucking talking about, Dad? Um, There are, there are really no, like, just kind of cribbing from other characters or anything like that. There's mostly, they're all unique designs, and so she encountered this character in the desert. Um, oh shit, I really need that name. Let me pause this. So that character she runs into is named... And bear with me here because it's a different one. Petuli. And um, Petuli eventually becomes the antagonist of the show. But she has a kind of sidekick and a guy named M. Like the letter M. And Petuli is immediately, like, finds Len in the desert. Basically discovers that Len is the, is the, player killer that all, that the entire game is calling the Pink Devil, and like, she, and she says, you know, we should play, A, I'm not gonna tell anybody who you are, because that would ruin the fun. B, I hate playing with dudes. And she, so, they have a really realistic, interesting thing in this show in regard to, like, female, female players playing in online games. Because oftentimes, think about a game like Splatoon. Lots of female players are just dudes. And the ones who aren't, aren't straight up going to tell you because they're, like, white knighting is a thing and all that other bullshit. And, like, all the, like, weird imagined sexual tension bullshit that happens when you realize, like, oh, like, oh I'm playing with a lady. Uh Heavy breathing. And that that can happen with some people. Not not everybody certainly, but some people just the way they are. It it's not fine, but it means that lots of women in particular are aware of that when they like decide to play a MMO. And Patuli's solution to that was like, guys used to hit on me all the time, 
And then I just got face tattoos, which is like a really good, a really good, just like, what if I decided to tell people like I'm the kind of girl with face tattoos? Yo, like that would clearly like curve a lot like, oh, what does that mean for real life? That's probably not great. And, um, Petuli, so Petuli takes a liking to Len, and they start playing together. And for this entire show, you, like, you spend the majority of the time focused on the game world. And when they take you, when they take you out of the game world, it's for, it's for you, like, it's so you can meet specific characters as real-life people, and you can meet specific, and you they can, like, play a specific thing out. And you, they can demonstrate, like, a core concept of what it means to know people online, but not in reality. And, and, and that's really interesting, when, especially when you get into the, um, the kind of girl mercenary group that they encounter in the first Bullet of Bullets. Or that you encounter in the first bullet, bullet of bullets tournament, and event. So eventually, Petuli's like, "Hey, Len, you should enter Bullet of Bullets. It's a fun thing, but I can't do it because I've got a thing. I've got, I've got an important, like, wedding I have to go to. It. I think the way she explains it. Len's like, "I don't know," and she's like, "Come on, I've got a player you can play with. He's a real cool dude, and that player is is a big." Like brick house of a man of a character named M. And it's hilarious because M is like a weirdo, scrawny masochist in reality, and you find that out later. But in the game, he's just like brick house, like pat, like tank of a tank player of a character, and he's like a man of few words, and he does his best. And so they enter this tournament called Bullet of Bullets, and they end up and they end up winning it, but not before they encounter this group of all female mercenaries that they face and ultimately defeat. And after that, at least chronologically after that, because what I just told you is told majorly out of order, and. Um, but after that, in like the actual chronological order of things, they pull they pull out of the game for a, a couple of scenes, and they show you that fe the, those female mercenaries are a group of high school cheerleaders, <laughs> and they and they like they reach out to Kieran, and Kieran is like, okay, we can like hang out and have tea, and like they want to go. Like, these cheerleaders started playing this game because they wanted to be better, they wanted to have better teamwork and, like, stop arguing, and they are now, like, in that game, they are this all-powerful military unit, which is hilarious. Um, but, Kieran is like, okay, but you're gonna be surprised when you see me, and they're like, no, and they are surprised, and Kieran is surprised to meet them, because, once again, in the the game world, shows them as this like rough and tumble all female military unit, and then they zoom out of the game, and it's just like the leader, the the woman who they call boss. It's this fifteen year old girl, <laughs> and it and from that point in the show on. It becomes this great exercise of, like, you un understanding at your core that what you're seeing in the game world is purely, like, an expression of role-playing and this real expression of what it is to play video games. So, for example, just for example, when you, when I play a game like, um, the new Deus Ex Machina, um, demo, which is out for the Switch, I'm, like, piloting a giant robot, I'm, like, 
fucking merciless. I I cut people. I cut to the uh mission in that where you have to face another pilot. And I'm just like I cut him down and like I'm going for it. Or when I play the that game Arms, which I I personally love Arms. I'm like I'm going hard. I usually play actual humans in that game, and I, like, go at them like I like I intend to take them out. But I would never do that in reality. Like, I would never, I would never, like, just walk up to somebody and just beat them to a bloody pulp or cut them with a laser sword if given the opportunity, because I'm not that person. But... One of the beautiful things about video games as a medium is that it allows you to explore those parts of yourself. It allows you to, like, let loose and go crazy in that way. And in this show, more than any other, uh, what I'm going to call, stuck in a game isekai manages to do is demonstrate that reality of, of, of that idea perfectly and really kind of disturbingly ultimately because it it of uh, when the series is almost when this series is almost done it starts to give you episode titles that lets you know it's in on it's in on the on the on the joke more or less and it knows that what it's it knows what it's doing with its characters and the way it's writing the character and the way that it's splitting the way the characters play from the way the actual players that the char- characters are being controlled by are as human beings. And it ultimately explores what it means to be like to have that kind of clear wall in your mind of like, okay, this is just a game. If I die in the game, I don't die in real life. That's just how video games work. That's reality. And what happened in Fatuli, what they do is they take that wall away. So Fatuli, you find out in the first gun game, in the first bullet-to-bullet tournament, when M turns on Len... That Patuli is basically like, M, if you lose, I will literally kill you. Like, no joke, I will murder you in cold blood. And this, understandably, causes M to freak the fuck out. And because M, the masochist who's in love with the person who is Patuli in reality, he's just like, I've dealt with this my entire life, but I really don't want to die, and we're gonna lose. So, and then he turns on, uh, he turns on Len because he thinks if Len dies, he'll be able to forfeit, and that'll be his out. But Len figures it out and like bisects the whole thing, and they win. But what what they eventually ramp up to, and this is this is the cognitive, this is the big fault that I find with Gun Gale. Because I think it's a... I think it's a decent show, and I think it has a lot of really interesting elements. But the fault that I have is that you have this character who is death-obsessed to the point of where she feels like she missed her opportunity to experience death in the original Sword Art Online, like, incident, so to speak. And... They basically, more or less, give you the idea that they are going to pit Len against Patuli, and the thing Len has put up is, I, if I win, I get to meet you in person. But at some point, they seem to suggest that if Patuli loses, she's going to die in the real world. Because, and they, they, oh, they, like, they suggest for half a second that she's using a nerve gear, which is extremely dangerous and will, so, like, that means if she dies in the game, she really will die in reality. But they also, but 
they kind of do away with that. They're like, no, that can't be possible. She'll kind of just commit suicide like a normal crazy. Um, and then they go straight to being like, Len, like, I'm going to kill you. And so it becomes this, like, not even frenemy thing. It becomes this, like, destined to murder each other rivalry that's insane. And uh, so, like, the story shifts from being an, a story about people want to escape reality very quickly into being a, like, kind of awesome exploration of what, like, you're actually doing when you play a game like Grand Theft Auto, like, what, like, so, for example, um, one of the best times I've ever had is with, um, my friend Lauren, who I don't think would mind being, um, talked about on this podcast, but she, uh, we, she came up here, and it was when I had an Xbox 360, and we would, basically every morning she was up here, sit in our pajamas on the couch, and play Saints Row the Third, and just getting some shit. <laughs> and that game basically escalates, basically rapidly escalates to they're sending the military after you as you because you've stolen a military grade tank and you're just running around the city firing this tank at anything that moves and. You're basically a psychopath in a tank. But it's a lot of fun. But what this game does is it puts that in front of you without you being the person who's taking part in it and controlling the characters. So you see the layer of like, oh, this is fucked. And it just, it's, it, it, it just struck me. And I, I, this is so Every once in a while, I'll accidentally watch an entire show in a day. Like, it just happens. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. I just watched 24 episodes. Fuck. Or in this case, I think it was 13. And I, at the end of the show, I found myself, like, having this moment, like, oh, they just named an episode Psycho Len. Like, it's a good thing. This is... This is interesting. This I, this isn't necessarily unique, but it's different. And I'm like I'm into that just for the sake of it being different. And that just as a thing is really a great, awesome, unique concept. So I if uh, if you have Netflix, um. Gun Sword Online Alternative is available on Netflix to stream end to end in English. I don't think that it suffers any from being dubbed. I would definitely say go check it out. Um because I think it's a really fascinating odd take on the idea of not being trapped in a video game where you would have to like apply humanity to it ultimately. But just an anime about playing a video game, which is, which sounds like it shouldn't be novel and fun and great, but it is novel and fun and great. And it, the only thing I would say is that this show falters when it tries to take the next step into serious, into like serious dealing with characters who want that to be more extreme and want it to be their death is connected to the video game because and even then it makes it clear that like this girl certainly just wants like just wants the thrill she doesn't actually want to die but because so basically spoiler alert at this point if you want to watch the show great go ahead um the but if you want to don't want to be spoiled stop listening here um Patuli ends up being this idol character who, um, who 
Kieran really idolizes and writes fan letters to. And they they lay out all the pieces to you finding that out pretty early on. And then I, sitting in my, sitting in front of my TV, said, I bet the idol is Patuli. I bet Patuli's the, the, the J-pop idol. At, but when they get to that point and they reveal it, it doesn't feel like it was obvious. It doesn't feel like necessarily it was so obvious that it was, that the show was stupid. It feels like the show is like, no, we set up the plot threads and you followed them. Congratulations. This is your reward for being right. And you come to realize that the, this idol girl is not necessarily in it to fucking die. She just wants something more adrenaline-inducing than she gets in her everyday life. And that's super understandable. I mean, that that's why I play fighting games. That's why you play a game like Tetris 99 that gives you a heart attack once you make it past... 10th place, and this this show is full of that kind of, like, weird, awesome, hilarious, and interesting dynamic, because it doesn't have the death game scenario of something like, um, original vanilla Sword Art Online does. So, like I said, if you want to check this out, it's on Netflix. And on that note, I have been Alex, and you've been listening to Lunchbox Radio. If you like this show, you can check out more cool anime stuff over at lunchboxpublishing.com, which is where all of like the stuff I do with anime on the internet lives. Um, you can also subscribe to this show in iTunes or your favorite podcast app of choice, and I believe myself to be a five-star man. So if you want to leave me a review, leave me the review that you would leave a five-star man's five-star podcast, and that is five stars. Off. But until next time. <laughs> 